why don't we just uh, wait in the presence of the Lord for a while. Just let the Holy Spirit touch us as we've been really pressing in in worship. Let the Holy Spirit come in intimacy into our hearts. It's what these evenings are about, to give time to the Holy Spirit. Shut yourself in God for a few moments. It's called the Holy Fire Service, Holy Spirit Fire Service, not because we're claiming anything, but we are pursuing something. The Holy Spirit's work in our hearts. You know, just as we're in the presence of the Lord, you know, sometimes when I get down, when I look at the state of the world, uh, look at the state of the church, look at the state of my life, I get burdened, I get depressed, down. Sometimes just sitting there or just lying there, and I'm just thinking, God, I wish I, I was with you. I wish I was in heaven. There's nothing good down here. Everything's broken. Nothing works. And then I, and sometimes when I get into those down times, often God will come to me and he will often speak to me to lift me out of those things. And he, he often says to me, he says, sing that song and when he says sing that song it's usually when I'm in a bit of a down thing thinking it's all going wrong and feeling insecure and overwhelmed by the task before us overwhelmed by the things that need to happen in our own personal lives and so I'll just stand up and I'm not really a singer or anything but I do sing the song to him and when I sing it I know that uh, it pleases him and it brings me out of the dark place back into the light place. The song I sing. When I am down and oh my soul so weary when troubles come and my heart burdened be and I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me you raise me up that's right so I can stand on mountains you raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. Then I think world and I sing there is no life no life without its hunger each restless heart beats so perfectly but when you come and I am filled with wonder Sometimes I think I glimpse eternity. Everyone who knows it. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy
chorus once again. You raise me up. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up. Let's sing it one more time the Holy Spirit because he's the one that raises us up. Sometimes you break to make, and sometimes you crush to form, and sometimes you flatten to raise up. These are the ways of the Lord. These are the ways of the Lord, working in the hearts of men and women. He knows when we're weary and when we're burdened, and when troubles come. And when we're still and we wait on Him, He always comes to sit a while with us. There's nothing in this world that can touch the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about a religious presence or a psychological presence. We're talking about God Almighty in our lives. We're talking about the only thing of any value on this earth is God and the Holy Spirit and the work that He does in our life that will go on through eternity. He lifts us up. He pours His Spirit on our lives. He seeks our hearts. He's a wonderful God. A lovely God. A glorious God. You know, as we're in the presence of the Lord, just enjoying Him, He's working in our hearts. There's no hurry here tonight. It's lovely to see Hugh here this evening. Hugh, do you know what the strange thing is? I haven't seen you for so long. But you know what? Earlier on this week, I was thinking about you. I was thinking of it. It came out of nothing. I was thinking about you. And I just said to the Lord, I said, Lord, it'd be lovely to see Hugh back again. I had no idea that you'd be here. It's been too long. This is your home here and we love you. Welcome back by the Holy Spirit and from me. It's funny, I never... You just were on my mind and I just prayed and I never thought in a million years I'd see you here tonight. Very grateful to God for you. Very grateful to God. Ellie, are you back on the stage? Yeah? Yeah, that's right, because this is your time. This is your time. I'm glad to hear you're auditioning. This is your time. And I prayed to the Lord when he spoke to me about you earlier this this evening and he's going to give you the right parts in the right things and the things that aren't right for you you might not know what's right for you you might just be going for what you think but God will block that God is in a season he will block that which is not for you and you will open the door which is for you so not that I know much about auditioning as you can tell by my singing you go into those auditions you'll go in there freer than anybody else you'll be free to do what the gifting as God has, has got to do in the auditions. You don't, you don't need to be nervous except where that nerves help because it's in God's hand. And there's going to be a series of parts, a series of things that God, God has got a, uh, a series of things that he's got lined up for you. And uh, they're all going to come to pass. And the Lord says, and I know because we speak about this, so this, this, you know, I do know Ellie and I know things, so it's not... Some of this is revelation, some of this is knowledge. But you don't have to worry about your heart. Because sometimes you suppose, oh, I'm a bit worried about my heart and these things. God says, don't worry about that. 
Don't worry about that. There's nothing to worry about because he'll be healing and touching your heart on the way. In fact, the very things that God has got planned for you in this season are not just because of your gifting, but it's that those very things, the people that you'll meet there, the paths that he will give you, will also be a work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So it's not, do I go on in, onto the stage and what will happen to my heart and will this maybe take me away from God and everything? But actually, God is going to work in your heart through the people and the parts that he's going to give you. It's going to be your road to further sanctification, to further holiness. So the thing where you're trying to weigh up and balance has come together in the name of Jesus. And I at least get free tickets first performance and I'll bring flowers as well all that is Nancy here from last week come on up Nancy please take your seats but just keep playing let's just um, if you need to get a drink or something feel free but just a cup of tea go and have a cup of tea or some sugar but just just let this atmosphere but feel free if you need a glass of yeah alright okay now you know the Holy Spirit is moving and touching lives and we're pressing in for God and making space for him on Sunday evenings and um, last week God gave a key key word it was the word Paris and we had someone who was called Parish I think his name was and we ministered to him and then we had the two brothers that are here tonight and they were born in Paris if you remember them last week and God called them into the ministry and Colin wants to meet with you about that by the way our senior minister who's in Kenya at the moment so we've got to work out you meeting him and saying hi and that was a fulfillment or a ongoing fulfillment of what their mother had been praying and prophesying over their lives for, for many years but also Nancy came up she was born in Paris and I'm going to read your email that's all right and then we'll talk about a little bit of it and then we'll just talk about it because sometimes when you see we don't know what God is doing behind the scenes when the Holy Spirit gives a word we sort of hear it given and we think maybe oh that sounds nice or that's good but um, it, it can be having a lot more of an impact on the person than we we realize so Nancy wrote to me and said uh, Bruce, my name is Nancy and you gave me a word of knowledge today in KT, the 7pm service. When you asked people who were born in Paris to come forward, you said there is a Joseph, anoint, anoint, there is a Joseph anointing upon you. I tried to control my emotions, but I was moved and touched by the Holy Spirit as I acknowledged straight away that this word came from God. A few years ago in Paris, my pastor prophesied privately in my life. And among these things, he said to me that there's a Joseph anointing upon your life. Years passed, I went through rejection, false accusation of being despised, all, all that because of God calling on my life. Instead of seeing it spark part of the process, I became rude, stopped trusting people, and this and by being afraid to be rejected. This Sunday, as I was fasting and praying, God used you to give me this word again. And so... So, you're just giving testimony, Nancy. And um, so, you, you had had this word spoken over you how many years ago in Paris? I think it was in 2012 or 11. 2012. And you got this word that the Joseph anointing is upon you. Yes. It sounds like everything that bad happened to Joseph started to happen to you. In exactly. Um... When you gave this word last week, you said that you didn't know if it was just for the project I was working on or if it was more in general. And it happens to be more in general in my life. Um, I know what God calls me to do in this generation, in my life, what is my purpose and calling. And because of this calling, I've been through everything that I described in the, in the email, rejection, um, false accusation, and I became rude and God really started working in my heart when I did the Living Free course and it restored my self-esteem. But I think that something remained is that I just believed that I couldn't trust people anymore because I said, God, it is because, it might be because of this anointing that I'm going through all this. But I think that somehow if God used you, it's because... I was thinking maybe something might be wrong with me, maybe people are right, maybe I might be doing something wrong. And I just understood as you gave me this word again that 
it's not about me or even about people just everything that Joseph went through I'm going through it but it has a plan and it has a purpose so I just accept that it's my path just as you said and I really thank God for allowing me to uh, hear these words again because it's giving me um, I'm trusting him now and no matter what people may say or think about us the most important thing is to know who we are in Christ so I thank him for that thank you for sharing that Just while Nancy was sharing, I got this feeling in my hand. There's, somebody has got pain in, in their hand, and it, it just feels like you've got something pro problem with your muscles. I don't know whether it might be um, uh, what's that thing, arthritis, or but I just feel your hand is sort of like this, or there's there's problems with your hand. Is there anybody there that's suffering from something like that in your hand? Is that, is that, is it? Come, come out and pray for you. Anybody else? I just feel it in this hand. There's a, yeah, come down from the, yeah, come down from, just felt it. It was like curling up. I felt it. Feel it. Yes, yep, come up, come up. Um, often when, sometimes when the Holy Spirit, yes, come up if that's you too, if that's your hand. And uh, we'll just pray for you. While that's happening, I've, the word that's on my heart today, I can't get Gideon off my mind for some reason. Gideon. And uh, I want to speak... In, oh, wow, okay. Just come up. And I believe that there's some Gideons in the house today. If that's you, help them, everybody. Let's, let's guide and help and stand with people. And I believe God is going to do some work on the Gideons in the house today. Hello, what's your name? No zippo. Yeah. Uh, what's the problem? Uh, my left hand is very weak. What, what's happened? I was born like that. You were born like that, and so how does it? it you don't have strength. Yeah. It's, sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny when someone sticks a microphone in you, but it's just. Uh, all right. Let's have your hand. Okay. Okay. Remember, everyone. We don't. Um, we don't uh, spectate. We participate. So let's let's every, let's just call upon the Lord for this precious life. And believe that Holy Spirit's highlighted these things. So in the name of Jesus, let this hand that's been weak from birth be strengthened in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, with your compassion, your mercy, come upon this precious life right now, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, and let your healing power come right now that which was not strong at birth be strengthened now in the name of Jesus be healed by the healer and creator Lord do it Lord in Jesus name just check it out and see as you move it if you can see a bit of a difference just keep doing it and I believe that God is working something just keep trying it keep seeing things that you couldn't do before we're going to come back in a second so stay there what's your situation yeah, I've got arthritis in my body you've got arthritis yes I have been praying and it seems to be getting better but I have to lie on my hand at night oh why because it's so painful it seems to start at night both hands or a hand in and particular the left one I had um, frozen um, it's been frozen from the spine I got an attack a bit of well, we're going to stand with you. I know you've been Thank praying. You. We're going to pray with you as well. Hundreds of people that are here are going to stand with you, Mary, because the Holy Spirit is with you. Father, we stand with Mary right now for a healing from arthritis. Lord, we pray that you will drive this arthritis out now in the name of Jesus. Leave her. Set her free in the name of Jesus. Let the healing oil of the Holy Spirit come upon you and heal you be healed healing miracle anoint to go with the word of knowledge father release that just let the holy spirit rest on you just let it rest lord is it this hand lord this fractured hand in the name of jesus we ask you to bring strength so that she can carry things let your healing come into this hand right now just let the healing anointing rest on you your situation 
limited kind of in her family. And both hands are kind of stiff. I can't bend my little fingers. You can't bend them. What's your name? Elia. Elia. Just pray for that. Let's pray for Elia. Lord, take these hands and just heal them, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, just let the healing power of God come and release these hands in Jesus' name. Father, do your work in Jesus' name by your Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon these hands and anoint them and heal them right now. Just let the Holy Spirit work upon you. Keep testing things out. Just see if you notice flexibility, ladies, that you haven't noticed before or strength that you've not noticed before. Arthritis for about three years. You've had arthritis yes. about three years and... And your name is? Francis. 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 And your knee. Let's pray for Francis. Your prayer can tip the balance and make the difference. Lord, for Francis, Lord, healing power. Healing power. Top of his head. Lord, his legs in the name of Jesus be healed. His hands be free. Be made free. We just pray, Lord, let freedom come. Let, let your freedom and your healing and your strength come, Lord. Let your power fall. Let your work be done, Lord. Healing, Lord. Holy Spirit, why would you call out hands if you weren't going to heal them? And that's because you did call them out. Because you are bringing healing power. And we release the healing power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anybody notice any difference? Do you notice any? Mary? I noticed terrific heat on my body. You feel terif ter terrific heat. Lord, more Lord. More healing heat. That healing, Lord. The healing anointing. Yes, Lord. Do you feel any, 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 anything? Yeah, just... Nice and loud. Yeah, um, bending it. Usually I can't bend it like this. You can't normally like bend this, it? Like a ball, like this. When was the last time you... <laughs> so, what, you... You've never done that? No. Never in your life? No. Lord, we thank you. You've never done this in our life. And we give you the glory, Lord. Release that and, and make it a full miracle and a full healing. Anyone else feel a difference? Your say sorry? Pain's gone. Your pain's gone. It feels stronger. There's no pain, but you still can't bend. I can't bend my fingers. Chris, will you, will you complete that by the, God's grace? Less, uh, less pain. Less pain, but still a bit of pain. Let, let's, let's. Not every, you know, not everything happens on the platform in a moment. This isn't a show, but we thank God for what happens. And there is the gift of miracles that are instantaneous. Looks like a miracle took place there, but also a gift of healing is something that's set in motion. So never be discouraged if you get a little bit of, of a change in a meeting. Don't go away thinking it didn't happen. That's the devil. Just believe God's word and believe that a healing motion is, is taken. And so Father, some of the pain's gone. That means you're at work. So we ask you that all of the pain would go now in Jesus' name. Let the pain leave, Lord. Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Lord, let the healing anointing come upon all our lives that need a healing. So many of us need a touch in our bodies and we just ask that you will release, Lord, the healing anointing. We know that you are going to increase the miraculous amongst us. And I believe that you said that if we focus on the things of the heart, the first things of God. Do you know the first things of God are the things of the heart? Do you know that? The Holy Spirit's uh, I was speaking at the five o'clock service where I was teaching. The Holy Spirit's main agenda for you is what's going on on the inside of your life. For us often, the main agenda is what's going on on the outside of life. Lord, I need a breakthrough. Lord, I need a job. These things are important, by the way. Or, Lord, I, I need this situation to change. Or, Lord, I need a physical touch. Or, Lord, I need something in my family and or something in a circumstance, a finance breakthrough. And, and often, that's the way we, we will go to the Lord about outward things. Lord, I need your help in. And that's our agenda. But God's main agenda is what's going on on the inside of you. What's going on in the heart. And so sometimes when we're going through things or in situations, 
Our focus is outward. Lord, look what I'm going through. Look what I'm, the situation I'm in. Look what I'm trying to deal with. And we're focused on the outward. He's focused on what's going on in our heart during that. How he's healing us. Or how he's bringing things to the surface that he wants to remove as we're being purified. God, his primary agenda for you is that your heart would be become more like Jesus. That the principles of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, generosity, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, did I say that? Uh, self-control. God wants this fruit to come out of your heart. Because you know, if your heart's healed, whatever happens on the outside can't touch you. God wants to bring his church into such a deepening of God's work in their hearts that we are impervious to whatever goes on the outside. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm up and down and up and down and up and down. I just told you the song that God tells me to sing very often to snap me out of, of, of getting down and low. So I, I, I'm, I'm up and down as well. But God wants to do a work in our heart that increasingly the ups and the downs become less and less and we become stable. So that if we're whole on the inside, if we got Jesus on the inside, if we're healed on the inside, if the fruit of the Spirit is increasingly becoming how we live our lives, then that will mean the world won't have anything in us and won't be able to touch us. The problem is, is there's, there's so much of the world that's still in us and we're still in the world is that, is that the world grabs us and shakes us and we put our trust in external things. It lets us down. We feel let down. We put our trust in people. They let us down or we're totally devastated. And God wants us to fully rely on him. But as we focus on the first things, on the heart things, God is going to do loads of miracles and healings. But gone are the days, well, they've gone in my life. Gone are the days are when we're seeking miracles. Seeking healings for miracle sake. You know, sometimes I feel ill when in the Christian world someone has a miracle of healing. Because as soon as they get a miracle of healing, everyone gets fleshly. You know, they want to put it on TV, put it in them, and everybody's going crazy about it. And everybody's like, shut up. God, God, it's no big deal for God to heal a body. Although it is to someone who's sick, I understand that. But it's a big deal for God to heal a heart. And so increasingly, the miracle of God's work of the Spirit in the heart, that's the most important thing. And then all God's signs and miracles will, will follow. Let's stop following signs. And follow the Lord. Let's focus on the heart. And then we'll have miracles, healings, breakthroughs, because those things will no longer ruin us. Because I've said before, and I say again, that when the Holy Spirit comes in power, everything that's in a heart comes out. So we say, oh God, send your power. Really? Are you ready? Oh God, come in strength. Really? Are you ready? Because when the Holy Spirit comes, three things manifest. Holy Spirit manifests and, and people get strong in the things of God. Yes. But also the flesh manifests. When the Holy Spirit comes down and people aren't open for a work in their heart, the flesh rises up. Because the flesh hates the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God hates the flesh and they are passionately opposed to one another, Galatians says. They are at war. The Holy Spirit hates the flesh with more passion than you could possibly imagine. And the flesh life hates the Spirit with more passion than you could possibly imagine. So when the Holy Spirit comes in power, the flesh rises up to fight. But those of us that are allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, the fruit of the Spirit, we are taking the flesh to the cross. We are going the Holy Spirit's way. Our sails are set towards the winds of the Spirit, not the winds of the flesh. And so when your heart is orientated to the Lord, even if it's a bit messed up, it means when the Holy Spirit comes, then you will be coming to revival. But if you are fleshly and arrogant and pharisaical and outward looking, when the Holy Spirit comes, if you're not ready to, to change, then what happens is you, your flesh just comes out with a vengeance. And the third thing is the devil. When the Holy Spirit comes in power, the devil can't hide and he manifests. Wherever Jesus went, demons were crying out. But you know, when demons cried out, Jesus didn't get them on the platform and put the camera on them. He said, shut up, get out. 
Often when Jesus did miracles of healing, he said, right, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. It's God's blessing because Jesus healed multitudes, but he was looking at people's hearts because within our hearts, what comes out of our hearts is the issues of life. So I believe that if we focus on the heart, going deeper with God, which is where God is leading us, miracles are going to abound everywhere, everywhere. But we, we won't lose our focus, will we? We won't get caught up in those things as good as they are. We'll keep the first things first. Amen? Praise the Lord. I've been thinking about Gideon over the last couple of weeks. And um, I believe we've got a prophetic link on him. Thanks, everyone. You can take a, a break. And I believe that, that, there's, that there's something here that might help you. I don't have a pulpit here, not for your benefit, but for, for my focus. Because if I have a pulpit, I tend to get into preaching, teaching mode and hide behind that. But if I don't have a pulpit, it reminds me to keep open to gifts of the Spirit. So that, that's why that, that's there. It's for my benefit, my benefit. So when we look at Gideon, there's four things that I see the work of God in his life. And this is uh, Judges chapter 6, verse uh, 11 following, if, you, if you're not familiar with it. And the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth, this is Judges 6, 11, at Arthur, which belonged to Joas the Abrazite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of the Midianites. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send, do not I send you. So right here we see the place where Gideon is. And I believe that some people here in the building today, maybe on the internet, that you're in this place. Where was Gideon found by the Lord? He was found hiding in the big wine press. It was like a big wine vat. He is hiding and he's trying in that hiding place to beat out a little bit of the wheat that the Midianites have not yet stolen so that he can just barely keep alive. What do I believe that this is a picture of tonight? It's people hiding. Hiding and, and frightened and confused and despondent and discouraged and they put themselves in a place where they are hiding. They have withdrawn from their destiny. They have withdrawn from their calling. They have withdrawn from the battle. They have withdrawn from moving forward with God. They are hiding because the world's too much. Outside's too dangerous. They've seen too many bad things, experienced too many bad things. They have no hope for the future, no confidence that things can change, and so they are hiding. wonder if there's anybody that's hiding today. Your life is a bit like Gideon. He's hiding. When the angel comes to him, he says, The Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. <laughs> I wonder if someone said that over your life, if an angel came and said, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Courage, that means. Or the Lord is with you, mighty woman of courage. You'd laugh back. Courage? Me? Valor? Me? You must have got the wrong person. You know, we're not being presumptuous. Some people are presumptuous. But we're not being presumptuous tonight, we're moving in the Holy Spirit, and we're saying that there's some people here today, and the Lord is saying, there is courage and valor in you that you don't realize. So if you're here tonight, and you're thinking, I'm not courageous, I'm, I'm frightened. I'm not valor, I'm fearful. I, I'm not a mighty warrior. I, I am hiding in the wine vat. I, I, am, I am withdrawn from life and people. It's nasty out there. I've just got enough to keep myself going. I'm just hiding. I'm not going to put my head above the parapet. I'm not going to move forward in life or take what I consider risks or chances. I'm staying in the safety zone. 
Well, God is speaking to you tonight, and the first thing he's saying to you is that you are a woman or a man of valor and courage. And you're going to have to work that through, because I can even feel in the spirit now, not a resistance of unbelief, but a sort of like a resistance of, of self-depreciation. I say, no, no, that, that's not me. It is you. If you think it's not you, it's you. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, that, that's me, I'm, 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 then, it, then uh, you're, not, you're not even in the ballpark tonight. But you say, it's not, it is you. It is you. And you're going to see. And God is going to take you on a new journey of faith. And God is going to give you opportunities to step out into new things. Opportunities to speak, opportunities to do, opportunities. And they're going to come your way. And you're going to find opportunities. And when you see these opportunities or you get these thoughts, you're going to think, oh, I don't know if I should do that. It's too risky. God says, do it. Step out. Seek first the kingdom of God. Take those steps. And so there's people that are hiding. And, uh, and Gideon's reaction is, well, wait a second. Why has all this happened to me? Why is all this happening? You're calling me a man of courage, a man of faith, a woman of courage, a woman of faith? You know, you're going to use me? Well, why has all this happened to me? Why, why have I seen defeat after defeat? Why have I had disappointment in my life? Giuseppe, come to the platform. Yeah. There's only one Giuseppe. <laughs> I think. Is there any other Giuseppe's here tonight? You never know, do you? Why has this happened to me? Why haven't I had the victory? Why haven't I seen the fruit? Why have, been, why have I been working hard? Why, why have I done these things? Why are you calling me a mighty man of valor? Why are you calling me a mighty man of faith, Lord? I'm speaking what's in your heart. I'm speaking what's in your experience. Why are you saying these things when, when God, you didn't do the things that I hoped and prayed that you do, and I worked hard for you, Lord, and, and, I, and I was there week after week doing those things. So how come the past... Is the past going to be the present? And I know that you're working hard on the new Italian fellowship and, and there's a fresh wave coming. But I want to tell you in the name of Jesus that you are a Gideon and that, and that, and that God is speaking to you, mighty man of faith and valor. And that if anything in your mind looks back, now you did some great things, but I'm talking about the negative things, not the good things and the blessings. We can talk, but that's not where we're focusing tonight. But if there's anything you look back on that you feel is a shadow or a disappointment or a discouragement, those things are not going to happen again. Amen. So that which the devil has stole, the Midianites, that thing, I'm not saying you're hiding in a wine vat, but I'm saying where God is going to take you is totally different. It is not going to be a repeat of the past. You are going to come into your destiny. Amen. Father, we thank you for Giuseppe. Thank you for his family. Thank you for Deborah and the children. And Lord, he's just about to step into new ventures with you. And you call him Gideon. Gideon, arise in this strength of yours. Everything you have, the experience of the past has not been wasted. For the appreciation of the future will be even greater. As God will give to you the multitudes. Strengthen the bases. Prepare the consolidation. I'm sending to you Italian people of London. I'm sending them to you. Be bold. Well, you are bold in evangelism. I know that. But be bold in building. In gelling. Many relationships are going to be formed. Life-giving relationships. Many Italians are going to come to the Lord. High caliber ones too. High caliber ones too. I see at least, and I don't know when this is, I can't give, I see at least one person working at whatever level in the Italian embassy, whatever it's called, coming to Christ. If they're not already a Christian, they're, they're gonna, it's going to happen. You're going to come into contact with them. They're either saved or not saved. They're going to be important to uh, where we're going. And so that's going to happen. But there's many others that are out there. Now's their time. God's going to lift the veil over their hearts. He's going to bring them in. And I, I can see, I just see vibrant Italian flags here in the temple. I see it filled with Italians. But we're not doing it the Italian way, says the Lord. We're doing it the Lord's way, whatever that means. We're not doing it the Italian way, the Italian church way, says the Lord. We're doing it my way. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. Anoint him, Lord. He's been faithful, son of this house, from the beginning. Anoint him with fresh oil, strength. Give him wisdom to do the task. In Jesus' mighty name. can just stay there just let the anointing rest on you as much as you like you don't have to get then you you know don't don't rush anything just then the next time we see Gideon I mean he's fearful and he asks for fleeces and all that sort of stuff not interested in that verse 28 first thing he does is he destroys the altar of Baal that's in his family in his village what does that mean it means he burns his bridges with that which is not God. He takes, that's the first bold step. And so the false altars that are established in his heart, the idolatrous altars that are in his heart, and I don't mean to be rough or strong with you this evening, what I mean is the things that you trusted in, the things that you trusted in, that little wine vat that you're hiding in, the little grain that you had, your, 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 your sort of like little bits of comfort that just keeps you going your little hiding away, your little pocket of friends that just keep you comfortable, your little comfortable things. Those things, not that they need to get rid of, but you need to stop trusting in them. We all have have our comfort blankets, don't we? Do you know what I'm talking about? You ever watched um, Charlie Brown with Linus? Remember Charlie Brown? That was one of my favorite programs as a child, especially when I lived in Canada, Charlie Brown. And, and, and Linus had a blanket. And when he had that blanket, he was all right. But you take that blanket away, he went to pieces. The Holy Spirit's saying some of, us has got, some of us have a Linus blanket or two. A Linus blanket or two. What does that mean? It's the comfort things. Not even saying they're wrong in themselves. But there are com- we run to them for comfort instead of running to God for healing. So often we, I've got comfort blankets too, the Lord's speaking to me. Run to those things, not necessarily evil or wrong, but they might be. But we run to those things for comfort. We run to those things for solace. And God is saying, I'm a jealous God. I want you to run to me for comfort. Because those blankets can't give you anything. It's false comfort. And you don't, and you got, see it's time, Charlie Brown's brilliant, yes? Linus needs to grow up He's got a brilliant gifting on his piano, but the gifting that he's got is not, um, it, it, it's, it's not, uh, the gifting that he's got, it's, um, it's not appropriate to have a blanket with such a gifting. God's calling us to grow up. He's calling us to put the blankets away, and when you're going to clutch for that blanket, so you clutch the blanket and stick it in your mouth, you go to God, and, uh, and you let him work the pain out. That's what the second thing. The third thing is, is then he starts on his destiny. And this is chapter 7. And uh, he's got 32,000 men to take on the Midianites. And what does God do? God says, I've got to get you to a place where the only thing that you can rely on is my resources. That's quite a thing when God does that in your life. I think there's some people today... God is whittling down your army or your resources. I know he's doing that in my life. If you were to say, which part of Gideon are you at? Probably all of them. But this bit, this bit, God is purposely, with some of us, not all of us, you know who you are, purposely taking away our resources, taking away our strength, taking away our army. God, you've asked us to do this, but the nearer I get to the enemy... The less power I've got, the less strength I've got. And I don't understand. There's people who don't understand. I think I'm prophesying to myself a bit. People who don't understand that you're thinking, but you've called me to this. You've asked me to do that. And you're taking away the very things I'm meant to do it with. And so how am I meant to do it when you, Lord, keep pulling the rug under my feet? When, 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 when I'm getting weaker and weaker in the face of the enemy. Imagine marching to the Midianites. The, the closer you get, the weaker you are. And then he says to him, 
verse 2 of chapter 7. The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, my own hand has saved me. So if anyone's frightened or trembling, let him return home. 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. God's got a purpose. It really is true that in our weakness comes his strength. Not many have chosen wise, not many of us chosen rich, not many of us chosen with great giftings and resources that we can rely on, not many. And if we, if we are, that we need to make sure that we're very humble. If you've got great wealth, great gifts, great, great position, great education, well, you need to be very, very careful because of whom much is given, much is required. And what can happen is if you've got great anything, you can begin to live off that greatness and not live off God. And let me tell you something, God's a jealous God. And if you're living off your greatness, your education, your wealth, your position, your whatever, if you're living off that, guess what? God loves you too much to live off that for the rest of your life. He'll knock it down. But if you give it to him and humble yourself, realize that everything you have has been given with great, uh, with great ability, with great blessing, comes great responsibility. That will put you right on the path and God will use you powerfully. The greater you are, the lower you need to become. The higher you become, the greater the servant. And that will secure God's work. So he takes away the resources. Takes away the resources. But it's still not enough. I mean, 10,000 still an army. But God puts you in a position where without him you'll fail. Look at that verse 4. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. What do you think, Gideon? Gideon's just laughing now. He's thinking, I'm going to die. The people are still too many. Take them down to the water and I'll test them. And whoever drinks this way and drinks that way and we'll have this one. And, 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 and the, the number that was left was 300 men. 300 against Tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of the enemy. I wonder how many here tonight, probably about usual count, probably about 300 here tonight. Maybe a bit more, I don't know. 300 here tonight. What are we amongst so many in London? Do you know, we, with God, we're in the majority. 300 of us here seeking God tonight. 300 of us just, you know... I said, I, I said to the nine o'clock service, and I didn't mean to say it, I just said, I said, if anyone's got any spare time for the Holy Spirit, then we can meet in the evening. I thought, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit, isn't it? You know, if you've got some spare time. But I thought, well, you, you've made time for the Holy Spirit tonight. You, you're, you're not here to get, you're here because he, you want to seek him. This is the Holy Spirit service. It's where we especially give him time, and here you are. It says something about you. It says something about him and it says something about you. And here we are, 300 Holy Ghost seekers from all walks of life, all types of backgrounds, some from London, some from Paris, all types of giftings, strong and weak and old and young and new and old, all here. And we're just here because we want something to happen in our lives, not something that's superficial. We don't want just enough food to keep us through the week. We want something to change on the inside. That's why we're here. We want some fire to burn up that which isn't of God and to set us ablaze and, and to give us something that we can't do in our lives. We're the 300. That's who we are. We're a lot bigger. We're thousands across this city. But here tonight, we're the 300 that remained. You know what I'm saying? I just want to encourage you about that. I'm not discouraging people that aren't here. They're not here anyway to hear. Don't tell them. But I want to encourage you because out of the thousands, here's the 300. You don't have to be here. You've got many things you could do. Many things. Many of you have got work in the morning. You don't have to be here. You're here. And you're here for God. And that's important. Those 300, they were there for God. You know, God had a strategy. God was going to beat the enemy by a divine strategy. The strategy itself should have never worked, but God was behind it. God can do anything he wants, whenever, however. And he likes to stack the odds against him so that he can just blow down because he gets greater glory. And so God is working. So when you feel weak, it's a good position to be in as long as you don't faint. 
The problem about when you feel weak and your resources are taken, the problem is, is when you faint. This is what I do nearly every day. I faint. So what do you mean you faint? I feel so weak in the things of God. I feel so weak that sometimes I faint. I give up. I lie down. I think it's all over. And God says, why don't you sing the song again? And I sing the song until I get back on my feet, until I feel a bit of strength coming in, until I get a perspective. But you know, it's not a bad place to be if God is working. Because then, when you get the victory, because the 300 are going to get the victory, the 33,000, they're not going to get the victory. They're just going to go back and live life as usual. But the 300 are going to get the victory. And they're going to go away and say, you should have been there. You see, right at the beginning, Gideon said to the angel, what's happened? Where is the God of the past? Our fathers said that you were the God or you were the angel that was involved in bringing our people out of Egypt and all the incredible things that took place in the past. Well, where are you? Sometimes when God is doing a deep work in our lives, we can question where he is on the outside. But you see, if he manifested on the outside, he'd never be able to do a weak, deep work on our lives on the inside. You see what I'm saying? He's working on the outside to deal with the things on the inside so that when the outside starts getting blessed, or even if it doesn't get blessed, it'll be no matter to us because we'll be blessed on the inside. The only thing you've got in this world is God. It's all you've got. It's all you've got. You know, when God opens your eyes to the state of this fallen humanity in this world, it's enough to make you go to the doctor and get Valium. Seriously. Sometimes when I have seen the world as it really is, no wonder we try and hide in a little wine vat and hide away and make our own little world and such. When you look at what's going on in the world, when you look at how broken this world is and how broken people is and how horrible it is, you know, please rapture me now. You know, I'm a Christian. Get me out of here. That's what, you, that's what your prayer is. You know, people that, people that think the world is all wonderful and fine, they're living in delusion. And when God lifts the delusion, horror hits you. And that horror either drives you into despair, and that often happens, or it drives you to God. And then you think, do you know what? I don't think I've actually got anything in this world. Everything's, everything's going to fade. Everything's going to go. Even the people I value most on the earth are not going to be around forever. I'm not going to be around forever. This is all very temporary. It's all very nasty. And not everything I, everything I grasp hold of is going to, it's just going to, you know, be like it's trying to grasp water. It's all, and then you think, do you know, is there anything permanent? And the Holy Spirit says, yes, I am. And what I do in your life is permanent. Let's just stand before the Lord right now. Spend a, a while in his presence. Maybe God has been speaking to you and in these evenings, not everything I say will necessarily be relevant to you, but God will highlight something. And it might be just one phrase, one worship song we sing, one testimony that just God is speaking and God is working. God is working in your hearts. Let's just lift our hands and ask him to come. Lord, we seek you. Lord, we are thirsty, thirsty for your presence. Do we know that song? Lord, I am thirsty, thirsty for you. We're going to sing that. Lord, fill your people right now. Do a great work. The greatest thing I can pray for, let's pray. I'll pray for you. Holy Spirit, come afresh into our lives. We're asking you, Lord, to come into our hearts and to freshen your work in our hearts. We thank you for the blessing. You know our circumstances. You know our needs. Thank you for healing people tonight. Thank you for prophesying. But Lord, we're asking you now to strengthen the work on the inner man, on the inner woman. Lord, this is what you're here for. You live inside us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord Holy Spirit, that you'll cleanse your temples. By the grace of Jesus, we thank you that you've not come to judge us, but to heal us. You've not come to criticize us. You are the encourager. How wonderful that your name is Paraclete, Advocate. Paraclete, Lord, called alongside. Not called to dominate, 
not called to lead, but called alongside to be our best partner. You are the senior partner, Lord. We are the junior partner. We hold your hand and you lead us. We walk in the ways of the Spirit and His paths and we renounce and reject the paths of this world and the paths of the flesh. And we embrace once more the presence of the Holy Spirit, His love, His grace, and the Jesus that He brings to us tonight. Lord Jesus, we love you. We ask that you will imprint yourself on our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Lord, we open up our hearts. We get so distracted, so much to distract us in modern life, so much busyness, so many things happening. We open our hearts to you tonight, Lord, and we ask for a divine connection right now. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. We ask, Lord, for Jacob's ladder to be extended to this place right now, that angels of God may come lifting up our prayers and bringing down the answers. We pray for the Holy Spirit to remove the barriers in our hearts and to move the barriers in the spirit of the air and the God of this age. We pray that, Lord, you will break through and that there will be a window of heaven over us tonight, right now, and that the kingdom of God would flow freely into our hearts and our lives. We pray boldly before the throne of God that the Holy Spirit would come into our lives today, that he would work powerfully in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the little that you're doing. We thank you for the little that we're doing because what you are doing compared to what you are able to do is very, very little. We've almost flatlined. You just keep us afloat, Lord. But we don't want to stay afloat. We don't want to just have our chins above the water of tribulation. We want to walk on the water. Lift us up like, like we sung earlier. Lift us up, Lord. Lift us up. Lift us up to stand on a mountain, not in a valley. Lift us from the valleys and place us on the mountain of God. Lift us up, Lord. Lift us up so that we can walk on the seas of tribulations. Lift us up where we belong, Lord. Not where we are, Lord. Increase the works of the Holy Spirit. Father, would you please send more of the influencing of the Holy Spirit in our church at this time. More work on the inside, Lord. It's not enough. Lord, we are flatlined. We need more of your grace, more of your power, more of your influence, more of your incisive word, more of your revelation. God, we need more of your influence. We need our hearts to be set on fire. We need the burning passions of the Spirit to overtake the passions of the flesh. We can't do it without you. Therefore, we plead and invoke the Holy Spirit tonight. We invoke you. We call upon the name of the Lord Holy Spirit to come into our lives and to free us from the bondages and to open our minds that our hearts might burn like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. God, have mercy. Holy Spirit, in these days, work the works of God in our lives. Do something magnificent, miraculous, on the inside of our lives and do not leave us to our fate and do not leave us in this lukewarm pool of Christianity this lukewarmness Lord that we dare to call boiling point God turn the thermostat on in our hearts that the heat of the Holy Spirit would come upon us in these days we are a people for what it's worth that are meeting together tonight to call upon your name. What it's worth, for what it's worth, Lord, there's a place on a Sunday night where we call on your name. We're broken, we're fleshly, we're all over the place. But one thing we know in this place tonight, we need you, Holy Spirit. We're lost without you. God, we're the lost are here tonight, the broken, the dirty. The failures, we're here tonight and we're calling on you boldly. By grace, by grace we call upon you. Not out of our own worthiness, not out of anything we've done or we have. We're simply touching the hem of the garment and asking for virtue and power to come into our lives. The cleansing work of the Holy Spirit, a falling of the Holy Spirit. 
Oh God, the miracles will come, the healings will come, the gifts will come, we're not interested. We want you, Lord Holy Spirit, a visitation. We don't want to wait till heaven to get a visitation. So your kingdom come, your will be done, as it is in heaven. Oh God, move, move, move in the hearts of your children, we pray. We're lost without you. We're blind without you. We're lame without you. We're spiritually disabled without you. Oh God, we come to you. We call on you. Wait on you. And praise you, Lord. Lord, we are hungry for change. We're not just singing and praying those words, Holy Spirit, tonight. We're hungry. We're hungry for you. Taste them divine realities, the guarantee of our salvation, the foretaste of heaven. That's who you are, Holy Spirit. You're the only peace of heaven we've got, Lord. Therefore, visit us. Visit us and change us and make us a people worthy of the name of the Master. Oh, just let it settle on you. Oh, hallelujah. Let's sing that song. I want the ministry team here at the front. We're just going to seek God for a little while longer. If you need to go, you, you feel free to go. But we're just going to sing this song. We're just going to seek the Lord a little bit longer. Let him do some work in our hearts a little bit stronger. But if there's anything you need prayer for, a specific healing or something in your life while we're seeking the Lord, we have a ministry team here. Come, let them pray, prophesy over you. Lord, I am 